on this episode of the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Lehman, presented by Riverwind Casino. We are joined by former OU All-American and current Kansas City Chief Creed Humphrey. We talked to Creed about the NFL draft process, how it's been so far in Kansas City, and we touch on some OU stuff. And that's it. Please download and subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, and write us a good review. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search Oklahoma Breakdown on any of those, and you'll find us. All right, our man Michael Hosty will kick this thing off. It's time for the Oklahoma Breakdown. It's beautiful Monday, July 5th, and you're listening to the Oklahoma Breakdown with Hiker and Layman, presented by Riverwind Casino. Riverwind is Oklahoma City's premier casino experience, and your health and safety are Riverwind's number one priorities. There are so many reasons why Riverwind is consistently voted OKC's number one casino, but it all starts with their amazing variety of gaming thrills and excitement. Riverwind's beautiful award-winning environment plays host to more than 2,800 of the latest electronic games with a huge selection of table games, including Blackjack, Blackjack Match, Roulette, and Teddy's favorite, Craps. No matter what your game, Riverwind has it in spades and hearts. And Fridays in July from 6 p.m. to midnight, you can win your share of $100,000 in cash and bonus play. That is a lot of money. If you need help finding your way, just visit riverwind.com, Riverwind Casino, simply the one. Now, we hope you all are enjoying your holiday. Fourth of July is the absolute best. Teddy, best holiday? Numero uno? Number one. Number one holiday. There's no doubt. Christmas, Christmas is up there, man. But Fourth of July, like everything about it, weather's hot, beer's cold. You can you can smell the freedom in the air. I am a I'm a pool, lake, uh, barbecue, get the grill going, uh, beverages in the ice chest kind of guy. This, I'm with this you. Is, this is the best way to go. Uh, I'm with you. Okay, so is this is this the best scenario for a Fourth of July where you've got? the fourth on a Sunday. So you get the Monday off. Is this, is this the best scenario? So maybe you go half day Friday, right? So then you're getting Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah. If we're talking about taking no extra time off, I think, I think this is the way, the best way to do it because to have the four day week, after the hangover is way better than before. Does that make sense? Like, right. Yeah, it's like, oh, dang, it's, it's Monday already. We're back to work. That went by really fast. But you got a four-day weekend stare or four-day work week staring at you after a holiday weekend. It's not, it's not ideal looking forward to it, but on the backside of it, you're, it's, you're always thankful for it. 
you're you're at work on Tuesday and you're like, oh my God, what have I done to myself? And then you're like, oh wait, it's already Tuesday. That's right. Exactly. I do think, I don't know. I haven't put a ton of thought into this, but it seems like the best scenario. If we're talking about being able to take some time off, you want it directly in the middle of the week. Like a Wednesday? Well, probably a Thursday is probably the best. And then you just hit Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, back to work Monday. That's yeah, strong. And you just hammer that, that, that next Monday, you just suck it up and go. I still think this may be the way. It's I don't know. Setup. Oh, this is a good, good debate. It's like a get out of jail free card that Monday is, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and and please leave a nice comment while you're at it. Now, Ted, we did have – we had so many questions that came in for our mailbag episode. I think at some point we're going to have to do another one, man, because we we got leftover questions. So if we didn't get to your question, just know in the future we'll probably get to it. We haven't forgotten about you. We didn't know we were going to get hung up on macaroni and cheese in underwear for so long. Yeah, it happens, man. <laughs> it happens. Okay, Creed Humphrey, this episode. Uh, so I hope you guys have a great 4th of July. Hope it was an awesome holiday. There's the man, Creed Humphrey. It is our pleasure to be joined by a former All-American from the University of Oklahoma. He is now a Kansas City Chief. Creed Humphrey is in the house. What's up, big dog? How's it going? Thanks for having me on. I'm just, I'm just wondering what it's like to be as rich as you are now, man. Must, I mean, must, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But come, coming to us live from you follow USA, huh? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Down here with my uh, family for the 4th of July. So that's awesome. That's a fun lake, dude. There's, there's a lot of good times had down there. A lot of good Sooners from you uh, follow area. Oh many, yeah. Many beers consumed on lake you follow <laughs> by this guy okay now wait have you been to the carlton landing place at you follow uh, i have not no it's all the, it's all the rage man i i haven't done it i, I i'm a i'm a grand lake guy now i'm mm-hmm. just you know i am what i am i i've accepted it but <laughs> i've heard i've heard some good things the pictures look nice it looks quite what's the best word ted maybe quaint looks quaint yeah, it, it it looks um, uppity, maybe a little bit. It's a bit much for Lake Eufaula, but it's awesome. It's really cool. I think you should wear your new jersey, Kansas City Chiefs jersey, out there whenever you're drinking beers at the cut. <laughs> just just, just so everyone to. knows who you are. Yeah, just he, he doesn't stand out already, yeah. just physically. <laughs> He needs his own jersey on his back. That would be uh, that'd be quite the move. Okay, Creed, lot uh, I want to talk to you about. Lot we want to talk to you about. A uh, lot has happened since the last time we had you on. Uh, let, let's start with the draft, man. And, and before we talk about kind of your draft experience, there is there's one thing we got to talk about, and that's that's your fashion choices during the draft. Walk walk me through the selections. There there was flannel. Uh, there were, there were Crocs involved. <laughs> At one point, I think there was like a Wingstop sweatshirt. 
Well, <laughs> just explain yourself. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm not a guy that's going to be trying to dress up too too nice and stuff for that. You know, I was just with my family hanging out. We were just having a good time. So, uh, really, uh, you know, I wear flannels a lot. It's kind of just what I wear. So, I just wore that with jeans, uh, threw the Crocs on, mainly just because they're so comfortable. And, you know, I was going to be sitting around in my house anyways. So, might as well just keep the Crocs on. But, uh, <laughs> And then yeah, you know, uh, Wingstop catered the event, so uh, they sent us they sent one of those sweatshirts. So I, you know, I had that sweatshirt too. Got to represent. Uh, no reason to put out any false advertising. Like what you see is what you get. No reason to dress up in a suit, I guess. What? So what was the over under about thirty five wings? For me, uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't eat that much to be honest. I was a little bit more nervous about you know the draft day and everything. So. <laughs> It was probably more uh, beers consumed. Our friends, our friends at Coop Ale Works, hooked ah, Creed up, so yeah. they, they sponsor the pod Creed. So there's some uh, there's some synergy there. I was like, awesome. Oh, that. And <laughs> as, as far as I could tell, those beers disappeared quickly. Yeah, they did. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so you you end up, you know, before you know that you're going to end up in an awesome situation in Kansas City, right? What what was the experience like sitting there uh, a little longer than you expected to sit there? Right, you the, there there was a chance there were some rumors maybe that you would slip into the late first round. All of a sudden, a lot of the second round has gone by, and you're still sitting there without your name called. What what was that experience like for you? Yeah, you know, uh, it didn't bother me too much to be honest. You know, I knew I was going to end up where I was supposed to end up anyways, and. Uh, for me, it's not really where I got drafted. It's what I do after I get drafted. So it's uh, really just about putting that work in now and uh, really trying to secure a spot, you know, in my first year. So that's really what it was about. So, uh, you know, like I said, I ended up in a great spot, probably the best spot that I could have ended up for, for myself. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm just happy. Uh, it was definitely a little nerve-wracking waiting around, but at the end of the day, I knew I was going to be where I needed to be. So it, was, it, was, it, was, it wasn't that bad. Did you have people – asking you like what was going on what you're hearing and everyone wants to figure out what's going on that just kind of makes it makes it even more nerve-wracking that everyone's asking what's happening yeah exactly you know and you have people coming by you know asking like are you okay you know how's it how, how are you how are you feeling right now and that just kind of gets you even more worked up and it gets you more nervous but uh yeah so you know i had people ask i had people ask me that and i just told them you know uh, i'm gonna end up where i'm supposed to end up that's really about it I would like to point out that you, you guys talking about this is ridiculous. You both went in the second round. I don't want to hear it. Some of us were going through that during the seventh round. Okay. <laughs> Just had to throw well, that in there. I, I'll tell you. I don't want you to people, feel bad for me, but kind of please. I mean, I'm bad so for me, guys. old that the first and the second round were in the same day, right? So it's not like I didn't even have to try and sleep on it. Uh, afterwards so <laughs> so you, you get the call right and the Chiefs put it out on Twitter and it's pretty interesting those are those are always fun to see uh, you, you get the call from Veach he hands the phone uh, to Mr. Hunt the owner there for the Chiefs what was going through your head when he was like, Hey, you're going to be okay. Snapping the ball to Patrick Mahomes. Because when you just put it like that, it's like, Oh yeah, that is uh that's going to be pretty sweet. Yeah, definitely. You know, 
I've said it before, you know, I've got the chance to snap to really good quarterbacks at OU. So uh, I'm used to snapping to uh, great players, you know, especially, you know, in the college level, I'll snap to the best of the best. Now uh, in the NFL, I'll get out the chance to snap to the best of the best. So, uh, you know, I'm not too nervous about it or anything. You know, he's a, he's a great player. He's a great teammate, you know, up there in OTAs, he was helping me out a lot. So, uh, you know, I'm just excited about it. What was it like first time going into that locker room and, you know, obviously there's, there's other rookies there that you, you start to get acquainted with a little bit beforehand, but all of a sudden you're in the locker room with there's guys 30 years old. It's just a different dynamic. What was that like? Yeah, you know, it's definitely it's definitely different than a college locker room. You know, uh, people have, you know, pictures of their wife and kids up in the lockers, things like that. So uh, it's definitely different. You know, uh, there's not too much hanging around outside of the facilities with each other. You know, they're going back to their families and stuff. So that was a little – that was definitely a little weird for me uh, at the beginning. But uh, I, I'm used to it now. You know, I understand it. So uh, it was definitely different, though, than a college environment. Okay, so th- – Things were still a little weird, right, this offseason in the NFL. So kind of walk us through, uh, you, you get the call, you get drafted. What kind of happened next for you once once you knew you were a Kansas City Chief? Yeah, so uh, the next day they flew me out to Kansas City and gave me a tour of the facilities and everything. Uh, they had a little fan fest going on in their stadium. So I went, I went to, I got to go up there and talk to their fans. Uh, so that was an awesome experience. So I got to fly up there and hang out for the day up in Kansas City. Uh, and then after that, you know, I'd meet with uh, Coach Eck, the offensive line coach, you know, a couple times a week, uh, just kind of start installing stuff before rookie mini camp. Then we, uh, you know, we get to rookie mini camp a little over a month ago. Um, you know, just started going to work from there. We had a rookie mini camp and the rest of the team came in. We did a full OTA and everything. So it was it was uh, – we got to hit the ground running, I will say that. You know, it was fast and furious, but it was good. What's it like as far as – I know technique, there's always going to be a bit of a learning co- curve. Every coach teaches things a little bit different, so you got to learn footwork and things, maybe changed up a little bit. But as far as, like, protections, running game, just the mental aspect of it, same – harder easier like how has that all translated so far yeah it's been a it's i picked up on it fast you know uh really it comes down to just understanding concepts in football so uh whenever you understand the concepts well you can pick up things faster so uh you know i've been able to learn things fast up there you know i've figured everything out pretty quickly pretty easily so it's been good okay guys let's take a quick break First Fidelity Bank is a full-service financial institution based in Oklahoma with tailored solutions for all your personal and business needs, checking accounts, saving accounts, home loans, and much more. They do it all, whether it's online banking from your computer or mobile banking from your phone. Everything is stress-free with FFB. Making mobile deposits, paying bills online, and moving money to different accounts could not be easier. First Fidelity Bank also provides free ATMs worldwide, making banking convenient wherever you are. They also give back to the community. FFB donates a total of more than $500,000 to local charities and educational foundations. Make your life easier and go bank at First Fidelity Bank. Visit FFB.com for more information. And make sure you send your kids to Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School. 
Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School has a long tradition of educational excellence. With a 12 to 1 student to teacher ratio, no student is overlooked. Bishop McGinnis's college prep curriculum offers 22 AP courses. There are numerous clubs and organizations for students to join. And as a proud member of the OSSAA, there are 14 sports offered. If you want to provide the best possible educational and spiritual development for your children, contact Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School or visit bmchs.org. Financial aid is available. All right, back to the interview. So you mentioned you, you've been able to pick things up quickly there with the Chiefs. Uh, how helpful was it having learned from Bill Beatonbow and everything that he put on your plate as the center? How, how much has that helped you be able to digest that new system there in Kansas City? Yeah, you know, I think it helped tremendously. You know, uh, the amount of stuff he puts on the centers at OU, as you know, you know, he puts a, he expects a lot from centers to be able to really understand the offense and the schemes and everything. So, uh, you know, uh, I think him teaching me everything that he did helped tremendously. You know, I think uh, it helped me transition to learning that offense so much easier than what, than what it could have been. So uh, he's been a, he was a huge help. Any feel for any of the guys on the defense yet that are going to be an absolute nightmare uh, come training camp? <laughs> yeah, you know they got some studs up front on the defensive line, so uh, they're all they're all good players. It's going to be a fun training camp. Chris Jones is <laughs> yep, he's very good. That's probably the best way to put it. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> he's he, he's very very good and very highly paid, and he deserves every dollar that okay so you know you you have your workouts you have OTAs was it was anything surprising like the adjustment right because especially the workouts you're like oh yeah this is this is different I I get to breathe I get to rest <laughs> in between sets and like all those things were did you have a moment during the workouts leading up to the practices where you're like oh yeah this is this is what it likes this is what it like it's like to be a professional yeah, you know, definitely the workouts are completely different than what you're going through in college with uh, Schmitty and then uh, Coach Wiley. So uh, it's definitely a just a different vibe, you know, throughout the entire day. I will say that, and it's a, uh, you know, just it's, it feels a lot more professional. You feels, you know, like you're in a business now instead of you know playing a sport that you love. So uh, it's definitely different, but it's it's good. So you know, I'm really excited about it. I loved the structure of college football, like. Tell me where I need to be at what time, like your entire year is laid out for you with an itinerary, essentially. So how have you handled the downtime in the NFL? Because you go from, you know, before minicamp, before OTAs, and now until training camp, there's a bunch of downtime. Like, how has that been for you trying to know when to when to take it easy, when to, to get some good rest and relaxation in, but also know when and how much to hit the workouts. Yeah, you know, uh, it's definitely different. You know, you're not up there in the facilities every day like you are in college. So, yeah, to really be a, be able to do it on your own and, you know, stay committed to it. So, uh, for me, it's been easy. You know, I'm a young guy, so I can keep my foot on the gas pretty well, you know, throughout the entire time. So, uh, but it's, it's been good. You know, I kind of just do the same routine I was doing uh, after the – after pro day, you know, that, that same workout, you know, just making sure I'm running, you know, staying in shape, getting in better shape, things like that, making sure I'm going to be able to pass the conditioning test when I get up there. Uh, 
still working out, uh, you know, two hours a day probably for four or five days a week. So it's uh, it's been good. You know, it's definitely been good. I feel like I've improved a lot so far. So when it came to actually playing some football during the OTA practices, I know you're not wearing pads, but how was that experience? I know Teddy asked about the defensive linemen, and that's always a uh, a fun experiment to find out which guys practice at certain speeds. But what was what was that feeling out process like for you just in the practices? Yeah, you know, it was, it's a surreal moment, you know something you dreamed about doing, you know, your entire life and you get up there and you're finally doing it. So, uh, you know, it was just OTAs was a blast for me, you know, getting in there, you know, going to play a sport I love, just having fun with it, meeting your new, your new teammates, you know, starting to create that chemistry across the offensive line, things like that. So, uh, you know, it was it was awesome for me. You know, I really enjoyed it. Uh, had a lot of fun. You know, I'm ready to get back up there right now for training camp. You, you mentioned that offensive line. I, I look at that room, a lot of veteran guys, man. Uh, Blythe, Thune, Dr. Duvernay, Tardif. Uh, I mean, you got Wiley, Rimmers, you got Orlando Brown. There's a lot of guys that have played a lot of football, and they, they tend to like to not pick on, but target the high-drafted rookie. I, I'm just wondering, during – during OTAs, did you have any sort of interesting rookie duties that you had to complete for these vets? Uh, you know, not really. Nothing, nothing too crazy in OTAs. I had to, you know, tell a joke a few times in the meeting room before the meeting started. But that's really about it. So nothing crazy or anything. Uh, it's a really good room. They've been really helpful uh, with me throughout OTAs. It's been great so far. You said something a second ago that caught my attention. You said you're working out, making sure you're you're in shape for the conditioning test. Do you know what the conditioning test is? Uh, I know it's half gassers. I don't know exactly how many it is. Uh, heard I've heard different numbers, the rumors. So uh, <laughs> not sure exactly how much it is, but yeah. My, the second part of that is, did you guys have to do the conditioning test at OU when you were there? No, yes. we did not. You didn't. No. no, Gabe, Dude. you did. What was yours? Was back to back, three hundred yard shuttles. Yeah, it was the worst. It was literally hell on earth. <laughs> yeah. Wow. With I don't remember the, how long the break was in between them. It wasn't long though. It's one to one. So whatever your time is, you have that rest. I think. Right. I think so. I think linebackers we had fifty seconds, or you had to both of your times had to average like under fifty two or something like that. So it was the worst the, thing ever. You know, I think you had like a minute between. Yeah, it was brutal, man. It's brutal. <laughs> did, Gabe, did you ever have a conditioning test in the NFL? Uh, we had one. I had one in Tennessee and it was like halfway through and they're like, oh, everyone passes. And, and then <laughs> we had another one. Dude, we had a guy. We had a tight end when I was in Tennessee. They had him. We ran the conditioning test, like did the entire thing. Right. And then they cut him walking off the field right after it. I was like, my oh. God, you heartless heathens. I mean, it was brutal, <laughs> boys. We, all I ever had to do is, have you guys heard of the beep test? Have you ever had to do that? Yeah, this big in soccer, right? Yeah, it's a soccer deal. I don't know, Steve Mariucci was beep test, and I don't even remember what we had to do, but it wasn't that wasn't hard. 
And then I think we had to run, I think he had 2100s or something like that whenever I was in Jacksonville, but it wasn't that bad. There was plenty of rest. Nothing touches that back-to-back 300-yard shuttles. That was that was brutal. And there may be a chance, since no one's telling you an answer, they may just be like hyping you guys up for a conditioning test that doesn't exist. And I, I wouldn't mind that, you know. <laughs> I know we did run uh, – we ran eight of them uh, like in the middle of OTAs. Then we ran eight again right before we left OTAs. So uh, I know uh, I know we're going to be doing some for sure. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Well, okay. I have – I do have some football questions and obviously uh, I'm not asking you to divulge any secrets of Andy Reed's scheme, but when, when you got the playbook, you're going through it. You, you mentioned kind of understanding concepts you'd seen before you'd run before just how, how extensive is this playbook? Because I, I, I never played for coach Reed, but I know a lot of guys that have, and they always talk about, how much there is to digest and all the shifts, all the motions, everything involved in it, all these little details that maybe you don't necessarily need to know at the center position, but it's all in the call. So just, uh, just how complex is the system? Yeah, you know, it's definitely, uh, sorry about that. uh there's definitely a lot of, uh, detail in the playbook. So I will say that, you know, uh, it's uh, it's been fun to learn so far. You know, like I said, uh, you really just break it down to concept football, and that's kind of what I've done with it, and it's helped out a lot so far. So, uh, definitely just breaking it down to concept football. Oh, my dog's pulling on my charger here. Hey, dogs! <laughs> let's let's see the dog. Where's the dog? What what kind of dog are we talking? Oh, yeah, the good boy, rescue dog. Yeah, <laughs> the good boy. He's the one that was getting held up on uh, draft night. <laughs> That was your family looked like it was having a good time during the draft. Yeah, yeah, we were. A lot of chatter about that on Twitter that I that I really enjoyed. And people, a lot of people were like, "Does Creed Humphrey's family live in a palace?" I was like, "Dude, hey, you know, get get big bang for your buck, right? State of Oklahoma, okay." But uh, let's take a quick break, and then I got a few more football questions. Do you own a business? If you do, you need Insurica in your life. Insurica is one of the country's largest insurance brokers with 30 offices throughout Oklahoma, Texas, and the Southwest. Insurica is able to customize programs by accessing the latest information from many insurance carriers. They compare and contrast coverage offerings and pricing in order to design a cost-effective, comprehensive program to meet your business's specific needs. Insurica's clients become best-in-class businesses by working with Insurica's team of advisors to manage risk. Purchasing insurance is only one way to protect your business. Best-in-class businesses win by avoiding a loss in the first place. If your business partners with Insurica, you'll save huge amounts of money and take back control of your total cost of risk. I'm an Insurica client, and you should be too. If your business wants to be best-in-class, connect with Insurica at insurica.com. That's I-N-S-U-R-I-C-A.com. And guys, spring is here. Actually, it's summer. Summer is here. And you know what that means. It's hard seltzer season, baby. And there's only one hard seltzer that we drink on this podcast. And that is Will and Wiley hard seltzer from Coop Aleworks. It's perfect for any occasion. We drink it by the pool, at the lake, and at the tailgate. It's made in Oklahoma. And it is absolutely delicious. 
Will & Wiley is customized for the Oklahoma lifestyle. Go find it right now in a store near you and go follow them on social media at, at Will & Wiley. All right, back to the interview. So something that is completely different for you, obviously you're snapping the ball a little more under center, although you guys do a ton of stuff in the gun, but mm-hmm. you get in a huddle. And that is not something you did a lot, right? And the, and the verbiage, it's a lot longer when you're talking mm-hmm. about formations, the plays. It's not code words anymore, even though you've got some code words and hurry up and all those situations there in the NFL. But how different has that been? How has that adjustment been? Yeah, you know, it's definitely different. Uh, actually hearing the formation called in a huddle, uh, hearing the whole play get called out, everything like that, instead of just kind of, you know, hearing code words or – you know, seeing signals from the sideline to, you know, make sure you got everything going uh, when you're not huddling up. It's definitely been a lot different. Uh, there was a few times in OTAs where we'd, you know, bust a play out and I'd start running. I get lined up and I'd look back and everybody else is like getting in the huddle. I was like, oh crap, I got to get back there. But uh, it's definitely been different. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. You know, Reed used to be a West Coast offense guy. And like whenever I was in the league playing against, he was, he was in Philly. And I played Mooch was West Coast offense guy. Gruden was a West Coast offense guy. Now, a lot of what I see from Kansas City looks like it's it's there's a bunch of it's changed. But I imagine it's is is it like still like Tiger personnel, uh, Zebra personnel? They still doing all that stuff. The West Coast yeah. offense guys. That's funny. Yep. That's great. I, I used to be able to watch it because I played against it every day and like know exactly what's coming, what the offense is doing. But. <laughs> They've changed quite a bit, and I guess that's kind of the thing. There's there's a lot of carryover RPO stuff. Are you seeing a lot of RPO? Yeah, you know, definitely. Uh, really, it hasn't been too much different in the run game than, you know, what I was doing at OU. You know, at OU, we had a ton of different concepts in the run game. You know, uh, we did a ton of gap plays. We did a ton of zone plays, you know, counters, powers, everything that you can think of, really. So, uh yeah, with, you know, in the running game, it's it hasn't been too much to – it hasn't been too different than what I've been doing. So, it hasn't been too bad to kind of learn all of that so far. How how has it been having Orlando there with you? It, it's always and, – and Teddy, I, I know Teddy will agree with me. It, it's always better walking into a locker room for the first time in the NFL and seeing a familiar face. I, I don't know. There's something just comforting about it because it's such an it's it's so new it's such an awkward experience and having a guy there that you know it honestly someone you can talk to someone you can eat with like it just it, it it's a settling feeling how, how has it been having him in that building with you yeah he's been a huge help for me you know in this transition so far he's uh me and him are really close we were at OU too so uh it's it's been really great having him around you know he's kind of just kind of showing me the ropes taking me under his wing up there so far so it's been good. And then, you know, we also have Blake Bell up there and James. Oh, Blanchett, God. Other guys I know from OU. So uh, it's been good having some familiar faces for sure. Whatever you do, do not listen to Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Distance yourself. <laughs> Believe me, from experience, don't do it. That's funny. So who on the team, why – who's some of the, like the freak athletes that you see out there. And, you know, even when you get to the, like in college, there's some guys like, wow, like that guy's just unbelievable. Then you go to the NFL and it's like another level. 
there's guys that even stick out uh, in the NFL. Maybe who's who's a guy or two like that? Who's some of the characters in the locker room? There's always some loud loud guys in there that demand all of the attention. Take us behind the scenes a little bit. Yeah, you know, uh, we have a pretty fast receiver on our team, so you can kind of say he's a freak and a uh, Tyreek Hill. But uh, yeah, yeah. So you know, seeing him in person, you know, just this ball of muscle that can run like lightning. It's it's pretty insane. But uh, yeah, so I'd definitely say he's a uh, he's one of the freaks uh, for sure. Characters in the locker room, you know, Orlando's one of them, man. He's a uh, Orlando's hilarious, you know. So he's he's always fun to be around. He's always entertaining. So. It's always good to, you know, have a guy like Orlando around that can crack a joke and everybody laugh all the time, things like that. Okay, I've uh, I've wondered this. So it, it seems like everyone has a Mahomes impression. And I assume there's guys in the locker room that – and maybe they don't because the guy's the face of the franchise. Maybe like, hey, man, you know, I, I want to stay on your good Get side. Your I'm not doing this. If you uh, – you... <laughs> Maybe that's a that's a uh, sensitive sensitive situation there, but does anybody in the locker room have like the consensus best Patrick Mahomes impression? <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't heard anybody do it, so uh, there smart. might be. Yeah, they might they might try to stray away from that. <laughs> Probably smart, Ted. <laughs> Probably good. Yeah, whenever the guy's got a half a billion dollar contract. <laughs> that may have been part of it. Like, I don't want to hear any more impressions. All right. And then <laughs> you find yourself on the, on the bus to the airport. If that happens, um, what was it like? Saw you at the, the champion barbecue. What was that like coming back in town, seeing some of the guys? Yeah, it was great. You know, seeing a ton of guys I played with and just, you know, meeting with all the guys who have played there before it was, it was a great experience. Then just, you know, getting around some of the recruits, uh, talking to them, you know, just kind of about what my experience was. It was it was really fun. You know, I had a really good time there. So, uh, yeah, it was it was good to be back for sure. You know, Norman is a very important place for me in my life, so I was really happy to be back and see it. So, Teddy Teddy kind of opened up about opened up about what his message was to the recruits. You're not a guy that talks a ton. Right, you you you've always been a guy that did most of his talking with the way that he played. But what was kind of your message to those recruits uh, when you were talking to them one on one? When you were doing the panel stuff, like just what were kind of some of the bullet points that you relayed to those guys who were about to make a very important decision? Right. Yeah, you know, for me, uh, really, I just talked to them about my experience. Uh, I told them, you know, it might be, I was probably in a different uh, circumstance just because I grew up in OU fan, you know, and I knew this is where I wanted to go. So uh, I wasn't really doing too much looking around besides OU. So uh, it was, it was definitely probably different for me in that aspect. But, you know, one thing I tell them is, you know, coach B, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't try to fool you in recruiting. You know, he shows you who he is from the get go. So, uh, you know, exactly who you're going to be coached by. And that was a big thing for me, you know, just seeing honesty throughout the recruiting process, everything like that. So uh, that was a big thing for me. And then he also, you know, he didn't lie to me during the recruiting process, things like that either. So that, that was huge for me. But uh, I, I told him that, you know, uh, obviously uh, at OU, you know, offensive linemen get probably more shine than, uh, than some other places. So uh, that was another thing I told him, you know, 
And then uh, really just, you know, we talked about how I've won four conference championships, how we've won so many games, you know, at OU. And it's, there's just so, there's such a legacy there, you know, there's such a culture to be a part of that it's, it's hard to pass up. It's kind of what I talked to him about. Gabe, we were able to confirm something that had long been rumored. Sam Bradford did play at Oklahoma and he was there. How about that? A Sam Bradford siding at OU. Got to see him. Did you ch- chat with him any? Did you meet any of the other guys that maybe you hadn't met before? Yeah, you know, I didn't get to talk to uh, Sam too much. Just kind of greetings, but that's about it. You know, just meeting them, kind of exchanging names, really. But uh, that's really about it. Uh, you know, I got to talk to Trent Williams and Lane Johnson quite a bit. You know, I was with Lane during doing the panel with the offensive line recruits, things like that. So it was good catching up with them, you know, uh, just kind of picking their brain a little bit about how their uh, career has been and, you know, what's kind of helped them throughout their career, things like that. Okay, so I got one last one for you, Creed. The, the name, image, and likeness stuff just changed. So I, I'm wondering, I mean, you're – four-year starter there for OU if there was maybe give me a couple of businesses or establishments that you wish you could have endorsed during your college days because I I'm just going out of it is is Del Rancho one of them <laughs> yeah that could be one <laughs> That uh, Tar Humares would have been one for me. Oh, for sure. oh that would have been so strong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, definitely those two places would have been at the top. Probably Tea Cafe on Campus Corner, uh, just because you know that's where Kyler always took the offensive lineman for our dinners uh, once a week. So it involves food. I'm an offensive lineman, so any establishment's going to involve food. But <laughs> it's crazy, though, isn't it? I mean, it all happened so quickly. Um, you know, it'd been rumored for a while and then all of a sudden you kind of snap your fingers and here we go starting, uh, you know, July one, have you talked to any players or, or anyone that's still there and kind of how, how crazy it's all been? No, I haven't really, uh, talked to any guys about it yet. Uh, you know, I'm happy for them that they're getting that opportunity with an IL. I think that's a good thing for them. Uh, but yeah, I haven't really talked to anybody about how they feel about it or anything. That's going to be – it's going to be interesting, man. Oh, and I can't believe we didn't ask this. One, I, I know I said one more, but one, one more. Did – during the OTA stuff, was it just center? You playing any guard, just rotating there in the interior, or was it mostly you know, snapping the ball? Yeah, uh, in OTAs, it was uh, just center. Uh, I'm sure in training camp, I'll get to play some guard and everything too. But in OTAs, it was just center. Nah, just stick to the – Stick to the easy one. <laughs> Just snap that thing. It's the way to go. All right, man. Well, we appreciate your time. Um, very happy you ended up in such a great situation with such a great organization. And just can't wait to see how the season goes, man. Definitely. Thank you. And uh, congrats, by the way, on becoming a father. That's awesome. I, <laughs> I'm sure you're I, excited. I did but... my best. I did, I did my job, boys. Okay. One role, one job. Awesome. All right, Appreciate boys. it, man. Man, he landed in a good situation. I mean, you're you're snapping the ball to the best quarterback in the game. You're playing for arguably the best offensive mind in the game. 
You got a bunch of veterans around you. It's a really good spot to be in. Fit is absolutely everything, man. Look at Mahomes, the quarterback there. Mahomes, it was way better for him to go later in the draft than earlier. Aaron Rodgers, there's the, you, there's a bunch of guys where it's better to go later in the draft. Everyone wants to go early in the first round, but um, and I know Creed is a little bit different. He wasn't projected to be a top five pick or anything like that. But at the end of the day, the fit is the best thing. It's the most important thing. And whenever you go to a place where the head coach is loved right now and the quarterback's going to be there for a decade, guys hang around and play for a decent amount of time in an environment like that. You go somewhere where the coach is hated, they're looking to get him out of there. The quarterback is a year-by-year, week-by-week type of type of thing. You never know. And turnover happens a lot. They'll, bring, they'll replace an entire roster, it seems like, in an offseason. So all of that considered, I know the payday isn't going to be as big. But, man, on the back end, it's going to be way better. Yeah, so Frank Ragnow from the Lions – just signed this offseason. He just signed a four-year extension, making him the highest-paid center in the league. Uh, deal's worth $54 million. My prediction, when Creed is up for a second contract, his second contract is bigger than that. Ooh, That's my awesome. prediction. Nope. Awesome. No pressure, bud. High expectations hey, for me. I, I, I said it. it. I, I think he's going to be a better pro than he was a college player. I, I, really, I really believe that. And you could tell, you know, his interview style, he's a football guy, man. That's all. He's a football guy. That he's, that's what he does. That's what he'll always do. He's consumed with it. And he's great at it. Just lifts weights and moves humans. That's it. That's it. And he was built for that. Got a, got a good shape for that when you look <laughs> at that guy. And on that note, episode 126 in the books we'll have a new podcast i know can you believe we've done Whoa, 126 that, of these things that hit hard yeah that's a lot <laughs> that, that exhale you just let out okay yeah. uh, was that a good or a bad uh, yeah it's like a shock i can't it's it's gone by it's been so good that i it, it was just a shock to the system yeah just think a bunch of podcasts that started because of the coronavirus didn't make it to a second episode and we're here at 126 that's right look Boom. at us love it it's great all right we'll have a new podcast that'll drop thursday morning just a reminder you can hear teddy from two to six on sports talk 1400 you can hear me on series six and big 12 radio channel 375 hope you all have a great week until next time we appreciate y'all for listening do what you always do Oklahoma. take care of each other